Welcome back, Fang Gang, to episode nine of the Slayer Lair. I'm Chris. I'm Jen. And I'm Amanda. And this is Slayer Lair. Season one, episode nine, The Puppet Show, the title that got us all very excited. Um, In this episode, you will meet such characters as Principal Snyder, his first episode of a new principal with a new way of doing things from Mr. Flutie, who, if you forgot, was eaten. Um, We are also going to see an attempted talent show and meet a very interesting puppet character. So some cool things to look forward to. Um, I also am going to throw out there that this was an episode where I liked Xander for the first time in season one. It took nine episodes, but I did not note a singular creepy thing that he did. And I did give him two shout outs. So also well, that's because all the creepy surprises. scenes were the puppet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Dude. The, the puppet really took over. And the principal a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. From, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yes, dude. So we met Principal Snyder. Yeah. I thought that was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. What was your guys's like, reaction? Like, he totally was on the Epstein plane. <laughs> <laughs> good start wow i mean it was around that same time yeah the prime (laughs) um he hot take he's obviously evil and that's not coming from like i've seen all these episodes it's like they are but i don't know also maybe they're kind of like throwing it out there so the audience feels like he's evil and twist is that he's good but i will say i do agree with his zero tolerance for murders and suicides i feel like that wasn't a rule yeah, thank you, dude. before and he's actually the first principal that's like that's that's not a cool thing to be happening every day he's like i take a stand against my students getting their hearts cut out it's like dude fucking fresh breath air exactly so yeah i'm not mad at him for that but he does fresh air sorry (laughs) dude he does he, I definitely felt personally attacked when he tells the Scooby gang that they are real antisocial types and they need to integrate better into the school by like he's doing literally, more school activities. He's telling wow. a group of friends that they're loners and like yeah. need more friends. I felt like he was a bully. Yeah. 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 He definitely like hates kids. He specifically says that he hates kids. So that's fun. I also feel him on that point, though, honestly. I think that was the second point where I was like, yeah, shit, he's evil, but I totally get where he's coming from on this. I feel like if you're a high school principal that's that old and you're not just, like, hella jaded and hate kids, then, like, I don't believe that you're genuine. (laughs) Do you even have a no-tolerance stance against murder and suicide if you're not jaded by now? Totally. (laughs) Dude, there was also in this part of the episode um, a really super creepy mantra that we hear kind of getting chanted. So right before we meet Principal Snyder, the episode opens up like very differently than other episodes where yeah, it opens up other on students. a ballerina's puss, like <laughs> yeah. completely in the shot. Like that's literally the first shot 
of the fucking episode is this like ballerina's puss and I was like dude what the fuck is this supposed to be a high schooler are we like at some professional circus and this is supposed to be an adult no we're at the high school that was a fucking high schooler's puss yeah it's Emily's puss it's Emily's puss and immediately dude I literally in my notes was like that bitch is gonna die dude we saw her All right, so to be honest, when I I started this episode out, like, trying to be gentle on Xander, but the very first thing I wrote down was, is this Xander's dream? Because, like, <laughs> literally the first shot is ballerina puss. You like, hear the guitar solo that means he's coming. <laughs> Dude, but instead of the guitar solo, what is it that we hear? Who has the microphone? Okay, yeah, so we hear the fucking creepiest (laughs) mantra I've ever heard, which is, I will be whole, I will be new, I will be flesh. (laughs) That's the voiceover while it's zoomed into a ballerina in a full standing split. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so... Yeah, we we see our our ballerina stretch. There are other people that are not ballerinas, though. Yeah, there's Cordelia, <laughs> like, not being able to sing, dude, which just, like, made me feel better about myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's basically, it's, like, a backstage rehearsal of some kind is happening. There's, like, jugglers, there's singers. Like a mime. <laughs> players, yeah, there's, like, a mime happening. Um and it's really, I was a little confused because they're all like rehearsing and practicing and Giles seems to be sitting, like watching them. I was like, is he like judging <laughs> a type of competition? So we end up finding out that he is organizing and like directing the high school talent show. This doesn't make any <laughs> sense, dude. <laughs> well, like, Principal uh... Snyder said he, well, he was the first one that felt Principal Snyder's judgment about, like, not interacting at school <laughs> and, like, being involved in school activities. So he was voluntold to direct this year's talent show, which seemed to be Giles's personal hell. <laughs> <laughs> he fears this role more than, like, demons and vampires. <laughs> yeah, like, just, like, the pure incompetence of, like, these American teens is just like killing him on the inside. <laughs> He's legit not having a good time um, watching all of, all of these teens rehearse. Um, and like true friends, the gang comes into the audi- auditorium and just starts roasting the fuck out of him for having <laughs> to participate and be a part of this talent show. Meanwhile, they have absolutely no plans to join whatsoever. Why would they? They have bigger shit to to deal with um and I think that's when Snyder makes his big entrance right yes dude I was so excited to talk about Snyder I couldn't wait that long but yes (laughs) that is when he actually comes onto the scene and overhears them giving a authority figure fucking shit throwing shade and he is not for it he is Mm -hmm. like you will respect Mr. Giles and <laughs> authority figures and he decides that like the best way to punish them and yeah make his like authority known is to make the gang participate in the talent show which legit sounds like fucking torture as an antisocial person I would have dropped out <laughs> that sounds fucking horrible <laughs> 
but it's great because they're not <laughs> they are like three best friends i don't know what principal snyder expects especially especially someone who it seems like he doesn't have a very large friend group i would suspect um some i don't know maybe that's why he's pushing people he wants people to do better he doesn't want them to end up like him i thought that it was kind of fucked up that he like talked shit about um principal flutie he was like i'm not gonna you know that style of flutie was <laughs> real off the cuff or whatever i don't know i just it hurt dude <laughs> yeah like, he definitely said he definitely said that flutie was touchy feely and then literally he says but he was eaten yeah, yeah. it was so hard it was he like, wasn't fired no, dude he got dude. murdered <laughs> he was yeah. straight up dude not like, only murdered but like eaten eaten yeah. alive dude, <laughs> yeah like dark. keep your opinions to yourself <laughs> yeah and then he says that there will be no more touching or feeling at Sunnydale which, I, which I, is okay. good yeah yeah <laughs> but like, I think what he meant they should like, add that feelings. to like the mission statement of the school <laughs> <laughs> yeah no no more murders or suicides no touching or feeling no Epstein plane yeah <laughs> or he's definitely like yes Epstein planes. <laughs> that's, that's the is. only place where it's okay because it's over international borders. international border yeah, yeah exactly dude dude and then okay so he we get now like the entry the big entrance <laughs> um the titular <laughs> puppet sid <laughs> comes in <Titular. laughs> and we have um a 45 year old man who is <laughs> controlling him <laughs> obviously another never been kissed situation <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess makes sense, dude, that the, like the local news would be trying to find out what's up with all these murders. So maybe that's why there's so many 40 year olds at the high school. Um, they're all just fucking <laughs> journalists, dude, trying to get the scoop. And so, yeah, he is 45 year old man and he has his dummy and he like isn't even trying, dude. His mouth just <laughs> moves like straight up moves, dude. Okay, wait, so describe the scene. We have a quote-unquote high school student, right? He has his puppet. Okay, who, yeah, so okay. picture wait, the side note who is the drummer from that movie, That Thing You Do. It's that guy, dude. <laughs> and he is the one who <laughs> has the puppet. <laughs> wow, that's a really obscure reference. It's just, <laughs> it's just now on Netflix, I think so. Okay, okay, there we go. We can yeah. watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, okay, but side note, the dummy, so Morgan, this quote-unquote student, is called, he's rehearsing with his puppet Sid, and, but the puppet, it is straight the fuck up for, again, the goosebumps, it, it's the it same, is, it is, sloppy puppet, right? Yeah, yeah. The they literally bought it puppet. from Goosebumps, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's the same. They're like, can we use it? Yes. I was so excited that Slappy was in this episode. Yeah. Wait, what's its name? Slappy. Oh, dude, Slappy. My bad, my bad. Yeah, my bad. come on. <laughs> like the best, the best fucking goosebumps. But yes, he, Morgan sucks at ventriloquism until <laughs> he doesn't suck. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the puppet, it, it's like, way into like deprecating <laughs> like the Morgan guy and 
and then all the chicks are hella into it. And then, so you kind of see, like, the face of the Morgan guy, the 45-year-old man, like, as soon as the the puppet starts kind of doing his own thing, you see for a second his face, and he's like, wait, what? And then once he sees that all the chicks are into it, he's just like, all right. And he's just totally cool, the fact that this puppet is doing its own thing, dude, because he's like, everyone's laughing, having a good time, like. I think the weirdest part of the whole scene, it's not the puppet that's obviously come to life, it's that the puppet has a 45-year-old construction worker from Brooklyn voice, and he's like, hey, I'm a puppet. (laughs) Yeah. Weird. (laughs) <laughs> yeah dude he's definitely really smoking cigarettes sexual. it's yeah. really sexual and because he's a construction dude, worker it totally makes sense dude, to yeah. be honest i finished the episode and then i like went back and watched it again because i was like wait why is the puppet so sexual they dude, never they no never address there's it no reason there's no reason buffy just, just calls like, it a horny dummy or puppet or something and it's just it like yeah dude that's all it is. okay wait that's so it. let's hold let's hold this thought because i have a theory about this which we can talk about later in the episode so we'll oh, thank God. the horniness but there's a lot of references throughout yeah that's what we were saying at the beginning of this episode like xander's weird horniness is just totally been taken like transferred to this puppet. The puppet yeah exactly. yeah the puppet is truly angry that it dick is gone <laughs> and it is only it's like made of wood but like not any of the you right know shakes. it's smooth like a barbie though like yeah <laughs> okay so now we flash to the locker room dude and emily it's in the locker room. <laughs> yeah, in my notes, I was like, run, ballerina, we saw your puss. <laughs> it's dead. It's your dead. <laughs> and of course, she's blonde, she's beautiful, and it's the classic, hello? <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. Is someone else here? <laughs> and there is someone else there too. yeah dude and it is like the way that they do the camera angle it's kind of this like it's quick it's from the floor it, yeah it's like, from yeah. the floor for sure and so you have this immediately like it's a fucking puppet dude, dude yeah it and has then, no legs also yeah. by the way like, it does have legs it's they, yeah We'll get to I that later. I can't tell if it has legs. I can. Oh, you're right. They do. You're right. <laughs> okay, okay. Scratch yeah. it. Scratch yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, okay. The legs gently sit on Morgan's lap. <laughs> oh, the dummy yeah. legs. No. Okay, okay. Yes, the dummy has legs. It looks like they just flop about. It's actually very unnerving. Um, no, but the camera angle, you can't tell if it's like because okay, it's on yes. the ground angle and you totally. can't really tell but you do think it's the puppet obviously because you just saw the puppet come to life it's from yeah. brooklyn bought a yeah. bit, and then the yeah. next thing it's like a tiny like camera angle from like a puppet height totally. and it's looking up at emily and then my captions it said demonic voice said yeah. i will be flesh it's like yeah. but so. it's not i noted it's not the same voice as sid it seems like a California demon accent. Oh. <laughs> because, well, I guess, quote unquote, it sounded normal. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't hear any accent in it besides it being like, like you know, demony, like, yeah, I will be flesh. Like, but it wasn't flesh, like, dude. <laughs> it wasn't like, I'm walking here, I'll be flesh. 
<laughs> so that threw me off a little bit. She's like, I will hella be flesh. <laughs> Dude, yeah. And then so immediately I'm like, okay, so this is like a Pinocchio situation. <laughs> but then it's also like a dark, like Buffalo Bill because of the skin suit. Like I'm thinking like skin oh suit because of the I will flesh. flesh part, right? So I'm like, okay, this puppet is sewing a skin suit is where my head's at <laughs> at this point in the episode, dude. And, um, but you know, I will say the the talent show I thought was like a really cool way to showcase some other characters like people we've literally never seen before <laughs> and we'll never see again yeah um and so i kind of appreciated that like this interesting uh background yeah to be able to kind of like showcase some other characters yeah um and actually so my whole thing and we can talk about it more as but for like a high school like talent show there is a lot of rehearsals dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like so we open with a rehearsal emily's attacked now we're back at rehearsal buffy's wearing an amazing velvet leopard tight yes. mini dress which like it's I, tiny. I know i, I definitely need it. i need I, it so badly in my notes i was like i'm totally having a cheetah moment right now too <laughs> <laughs> i really need that <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> this episode um, is brought to you by my cheetah print, Rothy's. <laughs> Rothy's, R-O-T-H-Y dot com. <laughs> um, and so the gang, they got roped, roped in, right? So now they have to do the town show. So they've decided that they're going to do a dramatic reading. Yeah. So they're rehearsing. And while they're rehearsing, simultaneously, Morgan and Sid are also, like, quote unquote, rehearsing. But Sid is just, like, catcalling Willow. Basically, that's the rehearsal. <laughs> He's, like, sexually harassing Willow. Yeah, and then the guy is like, oh... It's an imitation of my dad, which is so problematic. <laughs> it's so problematic. Dude, Dude one of the wait. things he said is once you go wood, nothing's as good. <laughs> I wrote that down. And then he's like, that's, it's just my dad. <laughs> Dude, and I feel like they, the first thing that the puppet says, which is like a little less gross than that, it totally only catches their attention. Willow's like, whoa, you're getting really good, Morgan. Not like, bro, that was fucking inappropriate. Yeah, and Buffy's then, the only one that's like, hey. That's dude, no, it was Xander. This is why oh, I was oh. like, dude, shocked and amazed. Shocked and amazed. <laughs> but literally all Xander says is like, hey. And that's it. Yeah. That's his whole like defense of his like, best yeah. friends <laughs> but well, okay did it have like a defense him. or was it more of a vibe of like i'm the creep here i own <laughs> these women's bodies because i'm their friend yeah no, no dude I'm, I'm i'm sticking with the i like xander this episode okay okay vibe so i'm gonna say that it was genuine defense of the homegirls and not just like i'm the only one who says creepy stuff to these ladies at this point is also when I note that Morgan is definitely cool with his possessed puppet. Like he is Does is he cool with it? He seems cool with it, dude. He I mean he's still hanging out with it. He could just leave it in the box. 
<laughs> it is an inanimate know. object, dude. I he, don't like, feel like he's cool. I feel like he has to. I don't know. He already is giving a vibe of like un- being uncomfortable when Sid says this weird shit to people, right? Totally. And also, he just is a very sweaty, sickly looking person. So he just seems like he's not having fun <laughs> existing in general. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. You kind of feel like a vibe, a parasitic vibe slash like codependency vibe. It's like, I can't tell if he like needs it to feel complete in some way, like doesn't want to put him away or like if he can't put him away. Um, but he definitely can't control him because Sid is just out here spitting game to like all the high school girls. Yeah. It's really uncomfortable. <laughs> Dude, I definitely thought at this point in the episode, I did not remember what the ending was going to be. And I thought for sure the puppet was Morgan's dad. That, like, Morgan's dad is, like, dead or something. And (laughs) is, like... Like the cheerleader episode? Yes, like the cheerleader episode, but that he's, like, in the puppet and he's, like, using Morgan to, like, make him flesh again and he's just got like a real yeah overly sexual father figure (laughs) I mean that much is clear yeah (laughs) I did whether it's um, bad or not I did think at this point that it was now at this point I'm thinking it's like a Chucky type of situation yes me too too. where I'm like okay well this is some like fucking sick ass murderer who is like somehow deep possessed this doll like that's that's where I'm that's at so funny yeah I was yes. legit like this is for sure his dad like, <laughs> I mean he said it so, like, <laughs> <for> <laughs> sure. what happened to Emily her fucking heart got cut out <laughs> and so she was dead knife, yeah and she died in the locker room she died in the locker room and the police are casually bagging a giant butcher knife in front of all of the students. Yeah, they like, see, they pan to like, the, they hold the knife and carry it out and they pan over and just like all the students are in the hallway, just like normal shit. Still going to class. Yeah, of course. Again. This girl get eaten also. So it seems like Cider has broken his zero tolerance of murder because all the kids are still going to class and the cops are bagging super violent evidence in front of everybody <laughs> that yeah. is around and somehow Giles like went to go talk to the police and they immediately were like oh here's all of the sensitive information about the crime scene we just totally <laughs> like every all the details just like just go here here you go give it to Giles <laughs> and so the gang is having an interesting conversation of like that's weird heart cut out is this demon an even scarier thought for them is that it could be like a person. Yeah, like it's just a human. Normal person. Yeah. Um, so they don't really know, they have like really nothing to go on except it's a weird heart dissection. That's when we get them doing the police's job, <laughs> I guess. And just going to interview everyone that saw Emily last. Totally, dude. And at this point in my notes is when I'm like, 
I'm a little suspicious of the magician. Why <laughs> is he wearing so many chain necklaces? Dude, I also wrote down about the chain necklaces. He has like five on, dude. Like it's way okay. more excessive than just 90s. Like also, I like suspicious. couldn't remember. I like couldn't remember the word patchwork last night when I was watching the episode. <laughs> I was like trying to describe his shirt and I like literally like drew little boxes. <laughs> I know. Like, dude, his shirt is patchwork, though. I remember the word now. His shirt is patchwork. It's a patchwork it button like, up with a collar. It's a patchwork button up with a, like, chest, like, pocket, that, like, little side <laughs> chest pocket. And, like, some of the squares are velvety and some are regular fabric. So, like, that is the magician. He yeah, has hella way chains. too many chains. And, hella like, many chains. It's not like the chains that you would normally see necklaces made out of. It's just like this dude went to the hardware store and you know how yeah. like they have the wheels of chain. Like he just went in there and was like, hmm, and like cut them <laughs> off, dude, and like made necklaces. So yeah, I, in my notes, dude, I was like, I don't know about this guy. <laughs> I mean, he's already a magician. Like, I think we need to circle back to him. <laughs> dude, but everyone says the same thing. That the last... They're like that dude with the dummy. That is the last person that was talking to Emily. Yeah, dude. And they're all like, he just keeps rubbing his head and moaning. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the feedback that they're getting. And then from everyone, they're like, yeah, I don't know. It's just that guy's always moaning <laughs> and rubbing his head. <laughs> dude which then just like when we do finally get a scene with morgan his like the actor playing that direction out of like just go <laughs> and rub your head a lot it's straight up like, <laughs> like dude so drunk so drunk. he took the direction so, so literally <laughs> yes dude it was so dude if i was his fucking if I was a student with someone who was doing that, that's all I would have to say about them also. <laughs> I'd be like, what, that guy who moans all the fucking time? <laughs> so dramatically. Dude, and then so they are like, and he, okay, yeah, when they're saying what the last thing they saw, they're like, oh yeah, he was arguing with his dummy. And I feel like, dude, <laughs> you need to keep this shit on the DL, Morgan. <laughs> like, you know That's what I thought too, because like, <laughs> So Buffy walks to the theater, right, to find Morgan. And that's where he's like, well, you hear a conversation happening, right? And you see the back of Sid. He's sitting on a stool by himself and Morgan is arguing with him. And I'm not like, why are you arguing with your dummy in public all the time? Like, Dude, and it's do like that he set home. that shit on that stool. <laughs> like, it's I mean, maybe, up. yeah. <laughs> totally, I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like, also, I was wondering... If this is like a new, it like at what point the dummy came into Morgan's life? Because if he was always like a high school ventriloquist, how has this guy not been getting the shit beaten out of him every day at school? Yeah. Well, obviously, <laughs> dude, he's not good. Like, remember when he was yeah. actually doing it at the beginning? So he's not always been doing this, like, you know? And then, but yeah, okay. So this is the point where he, we find out that the dummy has legs because <laughs> he like is talking to Buffy and he goes to like put the dummy in this like suitcase and it's like pretty small you know and then so he puts the dummy in it and then he takes the legs and folds them <laughs> and so the little feet are sitting next to the head and I just think like dude that is pretty <laughs> fucked up dude, for like whatever 
at this point, I'm like, whatever powerful, like, demon or chunky situation, that dude is not gonna like sitting in that shit, like, next to his feet with his legs all folded up. Dude, and the dummy case is, like, some cartoony, comical, like, suitcase with all of the old-timey stickers all over it. Like, the dummy's been around the world or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird and out of place. It was just so... <laughs> It was incredible. But yeah, I was feeling kind of like, at this point, I'm, I don't know, dude, I'm almost like feeling like, no wonder this dummy has to murder for skin. It's like, you can't live like that, dude. (laughs) (laughs) With your legs folded up next to your head. (laughs) So, okay, just so listeners, so you know, just never put Jen in <laughs> small spaces. She will eat your flesh. <laughs> no, no, she's fine. She's fine unless you fold her in half and yeah. like put her lifeless yeah, legs. Guys, don't fold her in half because then it's okay to like to like. But we're not eating flesh. We're making a flesh skin suit. That's <laughs> that's so weird that that's the conclusion you jump to. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> I don't know. See, what else would he be doing with skin? He's got to have to sew it together. Well, flesh. He says flesh. flesh. Well, yeah. Necessarily skin. Okay, but, but okay, so. at this point, Buffy is fucking put off. She doesn't, I don't think she really thinks the dummy is alive, but she knows that Morgan has conversations with it. And also, while the dummy was being shoved into the suitcase, he basically told Buffy to fuck off. <laughs> He basically was like, mind your business. (laughs) (laughs) So she definitely, at least she thinks that Morgan doesn't like her because whatever's happening. This guy is either crazy or demon. Like those are the two. And he was the last, he was the last person seen with someone that was murdered, yet somehow not in a police station being questioned. Again, (laughs) Sunnydale PD, fucking defund. They are fucking useless. (laughs) They do absolutely nothing in this town. Oh my god, dude, I do think, though, that, so after um, Sid, the puppet, gets his legs folded up next to him and put in the case, and the case is closed, um, Buffy, like, apologizes to Morgan, she's like, dude, yeah, because she thinks that he hates her, and she's like, I'm so sorry if I whatever did whatever, and he's so earnest and, like, sweet in his like no everything's fine like you didn't do anything wrong as soon as the puppet is gone and I feel like right after that is when Buffy's like dude literally literally she has to remind the rest of the scoobs like remember the hell mouth remember we're only nine episodes in remember yeah. <laughs> like, literally, we're literally on the mouth of hell and like I don't know maybe maybe it's something to do with that you know (laughs) yeah I was actually like really annoyed that no one believed her because it's like dude at this point they're like oh you're just overreacting or whatever but they okay let's get to that later though that she's hysterical um dude but everybody everybody thinks so the scooby gang thinks it's morgan obviously yeah he's fucking weird they're like they, he's a demon he, for sure yeah well they yeah they definitely just think it's it's like him for sure they're like mm-hmm. whatever he has a puppet but it's totally like not related and at one point they call him a grade a extra large weirdo um because he's a guy that talks to his puppet and i just wanted to know jen if that if you felt personally attacked by that. <laughs> no dude i 
I actually think that like all of the puppets I have definitely are like the weirdest thing about me. So, and like, I totally know that. <laughs> it's definitely something I don't reveal about myself till a little later in the relationship <laughs> with a new person. So yeah. Dude, I'm sorry. Can we do a quick, a quick backup? Because when we were talking about the Scooby gang interviewing people, I don't think we talked about Cordelia's reaction. And <laughs> I feel like it should be talked about because it was so on brand. <laughs> um, so, yeah, when they are interviewing people, Xander goes to Cordelia and he's like, can you tell me whatever, like what happened? And she's like, Emma was my best friend. It's just so sad. And Xander has to be like, her name was Emily, dude. <laughs> and she's dead. And it was so on brand. And it was such a good Cordelia moment. And I just didn't want to leave it out. Yeah, it's very good. Your I think character. that it's like really unbelievable that she would be in the talent show. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, that okay. is so beneath her, like, socially. Yeah, like, social it, I don't believe that at all. <laughs> yeah. So, fun fact the song that she sings in the talent show, she will later sing in Angel when oh. she's in that spin off, dude. So, that's kind of cool. So, she's she a one show pony. Song, she <laughs> just song. fucking loves that song, dude. She loves that song. Um, also, just like while we're talking about Cordelia, there was something that happened with her and Giles that like really doesn't affect the rest of the episode, but totally bothered me where like Cordelia's talking to Giles and Giles doesn't want to talk to her anymore. And he just kind of like pauses and looks at her and he's like, oh, your hair. And she's so thrown off by it that she like has to walk away from the conversation and go and like make sure her hair was okay and it was funny because it's like aha like Cordy cares too much about what she looks like but also it's like Giles you're a grown-ass man and she is a teenage girl and you are taunting her also you're a teacher dude Sunnydale he's not a teacher not have. Dude, he's but a he totally did, but <laughs> he, he, he owes Cordelia nothing he's not a teacher too dude, and he did say that it was the thing that he said that it was um something that Xander taught him. He yeah, dude, like, which yeah. also like, no, you shouldn't do things that Xander teaches you, because you will get arrested. You. What the <laughs> fuck, dude? So, yeah. um, we have that, so now we have Buffy, who is like, totally knows that something's up with Morgan, right? And so she wants to like, look for the dummy, and she's like, I'm gonna get into his locker, and Willow's like, alright, I'll go get the locker combination, <laughs> Buffy goes and just, like, punches <laughs> the lockout, she's like, I don't need no combination, and, like, totally gets caught with her arm in the locker. <laughs> oh, dude, Snyder fucking puts hands on fucking Buffy, dude, it was the <laughs> most off-putting thing, I feel like it was even more off-putting than, like, the talking dummy, because... <laughs> already Snyder is weird as fuck but for him to like grab Buffy's arm like physically like grab her it's like he wrenched her wrist he like turned her all the way around grabbing her and it was and then he did not let go dude he held on to it for a long time and like while they're talking she has to like pull her arm out of his wrist and like definitely makes a face but the face is like not even like she's not even upset about it you know she's like she's like "Mm, I'm gonna take my wrist back or whatever but she still looks like yeah like it's like it was a normal and okay thing to happen 
Dude, because I well, know she's Flutie getting in trouble. Flutie wasn't the best principal, but he actually, I mean, for how he, <laughs> it's funny because Snyder degri- describes Flutie as touchy feely, but Flutie has yeah. touch, touch students, and then Snyder yeah. does touch students. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, yeah, okay, so they have this whole interaction. Buffy's like, oh yeah, I was supposed to grab something out of this weird like 1920s vaudeville <laughs> suitcase that's in the student's locker. It's fucking empty, dude, and the camera pans to <laughs> Morgan and the dummy watching from an empty classroom. Dude, and dude, it's like yeah. one of those classic like two heads poking around the corner <laughs> scene but like, but like puppy. but yeah but their their heads are close together so you know that like morgan is holding up the, the puppet <laughs> so that his head can be close to his as opposed to like the puppet standing on its own and so still we're like not really sure but it's like really weird if this is just morgan then it, he's just holding the puppet for the sake of holding it to like creep around the corner <laughs> taking it way too far dude um and so the dummy is like buffy's the one and i was like oh shit he knows she's the one like the chosen one (laughs) and then he's no i was like i was like dude she's the next dude i thought so too yeah that's the next thing i wrote was like oh she's the one more he needs for his skin suit (laughs) yeah she's got the best skin for the skin suit yeah yeah okay yeah they're back in the theater though again why are you having fucking conversations especially like this at school (laughs) why in the theater it's so fucking weird yeah dude it's super weird and disturbing um But then he also says one more and then I'll be free. Yeah, totally. Which kind of aligns with the weird snippets of demonic. Like flesh suit stuff. Flesh suit stuff that we've been hearing. So yeah, I'm thinking Pinocchio-esque situation. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Um, Dude, so the next scene is like by far the rapiest shit that happens the whole episode. And... (laughs) So yes. it's we're in Buffy's fucking bedroom, dude. We're in Buffy's bedroom and she is like trying to go to sleep and rest her little slayer body for the night and she fucking can't because there is like little, something she wakes up to like something. <laughs> Well, she like, turns her light off before, oh, yeah. like, she just turns her light off to go to bed, and then it, like, and there's the dummy the face. window, and it's just the dummy's face. Dude, at this point, no Morgan's face. It's just the dummy. Yeah, dude, no Wait, so do you think, but do you think Morgan's, it's, like, like Morgan's behind? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> holding it up. So that dummy's face, though. Someone is definitely holding it up. That we know for sure, but yeah. <laughs> it's just, like... <laughs> dude yeah it was but then then fun. we hear then buffy wakes up because we hear little like <laughs> little chucky footsteps yeah it was real chucky because it gets into her bed and then it, there's like this right i thought that it was in yeah. her bed there was like this weird in her bed moment it was definitely in her bed and i feel like yeah like it was it sounds like it was on top of her it doesn't show it on top of her but later when she's describing it she's like i felt something on top of me eh, eh, eh. so creepy so she like screams and her mom runs in and she like has like a really nice moment with her mom where 
like Joyce runs in to like check on her and make sure she's okay and she's like oh I'm fine like sorry for waking you up with my fear (laughs) and dude Joyce ever the pragmatic mother is like maybe don't sleep with your window open Buffy there's murders like every day here (laughs) (laughs) Buffy's like holy fucking shit I, I definitely did not leave my window open, dude. Tiny puppet hands opened it. <laughs> <laughs> and then got on top of me. So, dude, yeah, that shit was fucking terrifying. Literally, all I wrote, all my notes say, are rapey-ass puppet in the window. Yeah. That's it. I was so startled by that scene. Where he yeah, it was really window. creepy. It was really creepy. Um, Ooh, dude, so the next day, yeah, dude. So the next day, Buffy walks into the theater in all black, head to toe, with just like dark circles under her eyes. She obviously Looking hasn't slept shook. at all, dude. And she's just like comes in, tries to tell them what happened, and yeah, just like doesn't get believed. Everyone's like, you "Shut up, Buffy! Her. You're stupid." They're like, They're "You like, must have had a nightmare or whatever." <laughs> and it's like, bro really and then she's like yeah it like got on my face and it was on the ground and then they're like oh like a cat it's like dude yeah what (laughs) you you, at this point living on the hell mouth nine episodes in you think it's more likely that a weird cat jumped into her window while she was sleeping and got on her face more that's more likely than the demonic puppet like no dude (laughs) come on yeah this is sunnydale yeah. Dude, but Giles does have some interesting information that he found mm-hmm. um, related to demons. Like they were thinking, demons that need body parts. He found a brotherhood of seven demons that need brains and hearts to maintain their humanity. Mm-hmm. Dude, so Giles as well coming through mm-hmm. with the all-nighter, mm-hmm. figuring out the mystery, figuring out the human organ harvesting. Mm-hmm. It adds up, dude. It adds up. And then, dude. so every, the gang's like, okay, cool. Well, you know, Buffy was attacked last night. Someone was murdered. Let's go to class. <laughs> yeah, dude. And we... Buffy has class with Morgan <laughs> and the puppet. And the puppet, dude. Dude. And the teacher, I fully, like, the timing doesn't add up at all. And it's obviously not, but she hella looks like Rachel Dratch. And it blew my fucking mind. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about from SNL? Yeah, totally. <laughs> so the teacher is Rachel Dratch. I mean, it's not, but like, imagine. Dude, Rachel Dratch. It would be, I, it does make it funnier, yeah. It's her so, with this like big ass puppet. Yeah, and then like a shoulder padded, like, um, oh. matching, like skirt suit type of situation (laughs) power skirt suit yeah she is not a good teacher like apparently (laughs) the good teachers all get eaten because like all of the student body population picked up on morgan's like weird face rubbing and like moaning rachel dratch does not pick up on it she's like hmm you okay yeah you're okay okay good bye and that's it and the entire time she's talking to him he's like fucking crazy rubbing his face well, dude, and out. Not only is he rubbing his face and freaking out, but he has his dummy perched with him at his fucking desk like talking in class now, <laughs> openly like making threatening eye gestures at Buffy like yeah. turning his head 360 degrees fucking intimidating Buffy in the back row. I was annoyed that the 
guy was allowed to have his puppet in class. It seems so unrealistic. And then so I actually felt like the teacher <laughs> came through when she like took the puppet away because she was like, that's a disturbance. And it's like, fuck yeah, it is, dude. <laughs> dude, and when she takes the puppet away, Morgan fucking freaks the fuck out and has like an emotional breakdown without the puppet, dude. And so when she finally goes to give the puppet back, it's gone. <laughs> the puppet is gone. <laughs> Although I did appreciate, I don't know, I feel like it was definitely a very 90s interaction where she has like a very troubled person come to like collect their puppet after class sweating. And she's like, how's everything at home? (laughs) But like, not really like she's prepared to do anything, but also like, hey, how's everything with your sexual dad? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, dude. How's your dad? Is everything good? Yeah. Dude, like Buffy empathizes. Like Buffy has only known this person for like 30 minutes out of this 45-minute episode. And she is already hella empathetic towards him. And like, dude, yeah, it it was really fucked up to me that the teacher, I have a huge like three-line long note about how angry the teacher made me by like not checking in with the student. <laughs> like, dude, he's overacting so hard too that it's like. <laughs> more comedic that like someone wouldn't check in with you if you and were then she was like you did. I mean she asked but she doesn't really care yeah, that's why I said it was care. like that's why I said it was like a 90s vibe of like yeah uh, you'll and figure she, it out yeah and I feel like she definitely you know she was like he used to be the best student and you know like I think but also she just like doesn't care because <laughs> she's a high school public teacher <laughs> I think only think it adds up. <laughs> so who has the puppet? Dude, fucking Xander knows <laughs> his people and he's like, I want to kick it with this puppet. He's going to teach me all the best pickup lines. <laughs> and I will woo many students with them. Dude, yeah, so yeah so he's fucking chilling with the puppet it. in the library, dude. And he's like, here, Buffy, I know that you just told us about how traumatized you were from last night. So here's your attacker. Like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> totally, dude. Yeah. And then when he, like, sits the puppet up on its own chair, I immediately was like, do you think he's going to try to get the puppet to suck his dick? <laughs> what? Because he, like, sits it. Why? I don't know, dude. I just was like, he... No, no, no. no, no that no, is not no, what we thought. No. That's not what I thought. No. no. <laughs> I just thought that, like, something sexually nefarious was going to happen what? with Xander. That was, like, dude. in his brain, dude. I don't know. It something happened. sexually nefarious this way comes. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Dude, so we have so... two parallel scenes that are happening right now. We have Willow, Giles, and Xander in the library. Xander may or may not be assaulting the puppet. We're unclear on that. Giles and Willow, though, however, are discovering that toys can become possessed. Mm-hmm. She um, finds this, like, really little book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And which I'm surprised that Giles doesn't know about it because that, I feel like, is such a weird mm-hmm. thing to happen. Um, and he, like, not think about it. But whatever. Willow finds it. Concurrently, Buffy is, again, back in the auditorium. She's looking for Morgan. It's really dark and scary. And she fucking finds him. And he's dead. 
Of course. He it's said, crazy, dude. I legit was like, dude, this puppet dad just killed his son. Dude. <laughs> like, I, that's still where I'm at. You still at think it's the dad the at this point? I still think it's the dad. I still think it's the dad. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. Shit just got really real. We're just like, dad just killed his son for his brain, dude. Dude. And she like mutters to herself and she's like, I guess the the... Did she say demon? She's like, I guess they got their brain. Yeah. To know that he's, his head has, like, been scooped out or whatever. Totally. Um, And as she's backing away, a chandelier falls on her, dude. Dude, yeah. And so I have issue with this. So. Okay, yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's okay. About it. So, okay. This is obviously, like, we are, like, where they keep the props for, like, the theater department mm-hmm. right like that's where she is yeah and so this chandelier is a prop for the, the for this high school theater okay so the chandelier falls on buffy is it a prop or is it a set design because if it's a set it could be heavy if that's where you're going with it okay sure so it is a set sure and so <laughs> sorry thing... i was in drama for no, sure. Years, so. sure sure sure, sure. <laughs> It's still, it still works, dude. So this chandelier is part of the set. And it is so heavy that Buffy, the Slayer, cannot lift it off of her, dude. Like, so we have found the limit of her powers. It is a high school drama, like, set chandelier, which obviously, dude, this high school got a huge donation to buy this. And it's apparently made of pure lead. So I'm not sure, dude. it really bothered me. <laughs> Wait, actually, yeah, you're right. She can't lift it up. Wait, but she had just punched a locker in. Yeah, yeah. And there's like so work. much space she could have just slid out. And then she's just like, I can't lift it, dude. And it's just like, come on. So then I was like, okay, walk it back. She is she didn't get a good night's sleep last night. Like, you know, dude. I I really held on this moment for a long time. So yeah, um, so uh, so like the dummy got buffy with the classic chandelier drop and <laughs> you hear I, the familiar little run of little feetsies yeah the little pitter patter <laughs> and this part was amazing i was fucking pissing myself because dude. <laughs> the dummy which has escaped from the library dude has completely just bounced out on xander mid dick sucking ran <laughs> has run all the way to the auditorium on tiny little legs drops the chandelier he hops on top of Buffy and he has a huge, comically large butcher's knife in his tiny little hand. And the hand isn't even grasping it. If you can imagine a puppet hand, it's like a <laughs> it's knife. Made of wood. It's obviously been Velcroed <laughs> to the hand because it's not gripping it. It's, so it's just like it stabbing <laughs> into Buffy. It's hilarious. Dude, I'm literally dying. all my notes say are dummy with a knife. <laughs> Exclamation point. That's it. That's the whole note. That's all you need to know for me. <laughs> and they have an amazing fight scene. It's fucking incredible. They, she's fighting a tiny little dummy. And I mean, it ends quickly because he's like a foot tall. Yeah. And she has and, like, him made pinned, of wood. Made of wood. She has him pinned against the wall. And, sa- and she, sa- he, she says to him, now you will never be human. And he's like, yeah, and neither will you. And she's like, wait, what? <laughs> and that's when we find out that the dummy isn't bad. And it's the best twist ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best twist ever. So not only does the dummy Velcro this giant butcher's knife to its hand to fight Buffy, 
it like probably had that butcher's knife specially made to Velcro to his hand because he's a demon hunter. (laughs) He needs to use it on the rig. (laughs) So yeah, dude, it must be some really strong fucking Velcro. Well, and also... (laughs) Okay, never mind. I was <laughs> because I was like the cops took his knife, you know. Yeah, but they didn't because he's. I guess no, they guy. did. They definitely bagged the crime a scene. Knife. This is yeah. a new knife. A I don't know knife. where these new knives are. I mean, yeah. they're probably in his traveling case or whatever. You're right. Totally. <laughs> he probably has instruments to deal with these demons. I guess he chose knives. It's pretty savage. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, they basically have him like sat up on a chair and they're like interviewing him and talking about like how he's a demon hunter and how it came to be that one day he was, it was like he was cursed by a demon and he came to and he was like, when he woke up, like a boy had his hand up his shirt. That's how he phrases becoming a dummy. Um, so since he's been cursed to like live the life of a dummy, now he is hunting those seven demons that Giles found. So it is it does come back around, which I really appreciated. Yeah, and then the buff or the dummy just like can't help but like sexually harassing Buffy. <laughs> yeah. Like even in this moment where they're like, this guy's a good guy, and he's like talks about how like limber Buffy is and just like dude. And then your eyes like roll to the back of his head. He literally moans the word nubile, which is, like, already a pretty uncomfortable word. And then, like, this puppet is saying it. And he, yeah, dude, I was not about it. And, like, this is where I started, like, rewinding the episode to be like, wait, why is he, why is it just, like, cool that he's so rapey? Okay, so here is where my theory comes. It's definitely not an excuse, but... He's just a fucking, he was already like a horny dude, right? He likes to fuck. He's down to fuck. Yeah. He talks about how he like fucked a slayer in 1930 Mm -hmm. or something. He's old timey. He's old time. He is old timey. So therefore rapey. But also dude, like imagine if you didn't have a clit for like 80, (laughs) a hundred plus years, dude. (laughs) I feel like even with a clit, I get horny so imagine (laughs) not having a clit and not being able to fuck like I feel not that I'm excusing the behavior dude he needs to adapt to the times and like what's appropriate but I mean it's a dude that's trapped in a wooden body (laughs) I feel like he'd get a little horny nubile (laughs) dude I'm still uncomfortable you're right and then Buffy just like rolls off like she totally just like rolls her eyes because she's so jaded (laughs) it's just like she's like has way normalized (laughs) being sexually harassed dude (laughs) um but yeah so now it's time for the talent show (laughs) yeah finally because Dude, because the show must go on. And well, they're going to use it to find out who the demon is. Well, and also Giles is like, I can't blow off the talent show because Principal Snyder will make our lives even more difficult if I don't do this, like, one thing. So he has this, like, very, like, mundane, like, real-life professional work responsibility that he has to show up for for probably the first time since we've met Giles as a character 
he yeah, he's being like, he's being cucked by a principal. But it's obviously like hard. a toxic work environment. Yeah, yeah, you know? it's fucked yeah. up. It's fucked yeah. up. Yeah, there's murders. But dude, they <laughs> decide that since they already, since the demon already got the heart and the brain, whoever isn't at the talent show tonight, that's obviously who it was. So yeah. they're gonna use the talent show to figure out who the demon is. Dude, and they say they're gonna use a power circle. Was that like a thing, Amanda, when it, you were in theater <laughs> or in drama? Dude, no. A power circle is. Uh, I thought it was like Sid being like, "We need a power circle to summon the D." Or I thought it was some magic shit. No, was dude, it a power drama? Circle. Yeah, it's a theater thing. It's a theater it's thing, a thing where like you like you get up, hyped up like, before mm-hmm. the show, dude. Yeah. No, dude, we did not have a power circle. <laughs> I've never heard of that. You mean like what football players do before? I mean, you kind of, so. but like, you know. But like more, the theater version. Yeah. No way, dude. More we, dramatic. We were real <laughs> actors. Our emotions were right at the surface. We couldn't hype ourselves up. That would have like totally fucked with our characters. No way. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Dude, and then there's this really fucking creepy part where, like, after the power circle happens, Giles is just, like, looking at this doorway, and it's this, like, shadowed doorway, and, like, all of a sudden, like, Principal Snyder, like, walks into the shadowed doorway, but, like, not all the way, and you can only tell it's him because I feel like they've really focused on, like, how bald he is and, like, the outline of his body and head and shit, and so, like, yeah, you just see that the outline and then he just kind of like walks away into the shadows so I was just like oh my god the principal is the demon (laughs) oh yeah no I definitely was like it's the principal for sure for sure like what the fuck was that all about dude but no one okay so Sid and Buffy are patrolling the like catwalks I guess yeah um and everyone is there dude yeah everybody is there so they at the power circle everyone was at the power circle so they're like okay fuck you know who's the demon we're gonna use like process of elimination (laughs) and as buffy goes to investigate a fucking brain falls on her dude Dude, first it like drips brain juice on her and she's like what's dripping on me from the rafters it's a brain and dude the the brain brain would definitely have exploded when it hits the ground (laughs) (laughs) yeah it falls as like one whole it's like a ball (laughs) yeah oh it's like a jello mold or no i feel like a jello mold would have exploded whatever they used it was attacked whatever they used was not it was definitely not a real brain (laughs) 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 well that just broke the fucking fourth wall for me yeah brain didn't explode i was like this is is trash maybe Maybe it's because what did we find out later maybe the whole brain was just a tumor and so that's why (laughs) okay so basically Buffy goes back to the library and she finds Willow who hacks the fucking personal medical records of fucking breaks hella HIPAA laws and HIPAA didn't exist yet HIPAA didn't exist yet in the 90s really yeah that wasn't until like 2006 Holy okay shit. well thank god That's for crazy. her because that would have been fully unethical what she did but she finds like- out that there was a reason why morgan walked around mo- moaning clutching his head all the time it's because he fucking had brain cancer <laughs> why so can you imagine up. having brain cancer and being like i would like to live the last of the time i have on earth in high school being the ventriloquist kid at high school <laughs> 
what the fuck? No, dude. That's when I feel like it. This full circle for me confirmed that like this is a forty-five-year-old man, and he like got brain cancer, and then he was like, I need to go back to high school times, and then he was like, Yeah, living out some weird dream. fantasy where he was a high school ventriloquist kid. <laughs> it was well, on his like, bucket list. That's dude. what the Make a Wish Foundation did for him. <laughs> They're like, Okay, so we're gonna put you in this high school and like tell everyone that you're a teenager, but like you're forty-five. So just downplay that. Dude, it is so <laughs> fucking weird. It's like, wait, he has diagnosed brain cancer, but is obviously not being treated. It's obviously getting worse. It was so fucking questionable. But either way, the demon rejected the brain. It was fucked up. It had riddled with uncurable cancer, I'm assuming. So it's, a new yeah, brain it doesn't explode when it falls. Doesn't explode when it falls. That's how calcified it is. Dude, yeah. yeah. I was like, come on, haven't you seen Young Frankenstein? Like, dude, that's <laughs> what I thought too. Like immediately. <laughs> immediately when it's <laughs> but dude they realize a new fucking brain is needed and who is the smartest person besides willow in school it's, it's giles. giles giles who is back at the talent show doing his duty to the students and interacting and cultivating their growth so in doing this he's helping mark i guess <laughs> is it mark the magician yeah, Mark the Magician. Okay, so it's the guy that had all the red flags. He's helping Mark set up his <laughs> trick guillotine, which is the oldest trick in the fucking magician's book, is chopping people with guillotines. <laughs> dude, it is a real, like, they, come on, dude. They, they do the box. High school, dude. No, well, they like, do like, the box, not guillotine. What guillotine trick have you seen? I've never seen a guillotine. Even, book. like, puts a melon in the guillotine and then like shows Giles how it like legit cuts the fucking melon. And Giles is like, okay, There's the I'll trick. Put my head there. Yeah. yeah, dude. He's like, this is definitely not just a guillotine to cut my head off. Like there's definitely not someone collecting brain matter in the school right now that I'm aware of. This is fine. <laughs> Maybe he's not the fucking smartest person. <laughs> no, he's just trying to help the kids. He's trying to do what he's interacting with kids. He's like, whatever, I guess kids these days, they just have guillotines. Like back in my day, we used it to spark revolutions. Now it's just a fucking sideshow for a high school fucking talent show. But yeah, so he locks Giles in and to try the trick guillotine and as he's fucking tying him in you see his little hand mark's hand and it has lizard skin on it dude and it, this does not look good for giles yeah <laughs> but it is the stupidest fucking mousetrap shit i've ever seen he like locks giles in onto the table with the guillotine and it's gonna chop his head off it's in half right mm -hmm. But for some reason, he has to, like, axe a rope <laughs> to get the guillotine to fall. <laughs> and Mark is taking so long to chop through the rope that it gives the Scooby gang enough time to come and stop his plan. <laughs> dude, and then, like, the rope is only holding on by, like, the tiniest little bit, dude. And then Buffy's, like, fighting him. And I'm just like, dude save giles like you are so <laughs> fucked if he dies like save him first and then fight the demon <laughs> yeah like a new watcher is not born if giles dies like that's not how this works you're fucked but then Wait, so if him? giles dies yeah there's no more no isn't there okay dude there is a whole yes and we will learn a lot more about the whole like watcher tradition 
and um, so up to this point we're like Giles dude, at this point though, dude, Buffy does not know that Buffy yeah. has yeah this is the one and only as far as she knows well and, I mean he's irreplaceable because it's Giles yeah dude yeah because uh spoiler when we do meet another watcher he's a bitch so <laughs> yeah I feel like we should really appreciate Giles we should even more protect him protect him yeah Dude, but anyways, who gets that? It's fucking Xander. Xander, okay. Dude, I do like they Xander. Bonded, for this. They bonded over like torturing Cordelia, and now he's here to like fucking save Giles' life. So, yeah, dude, a good Xander episode. Good Xander episode. He episode. doesn't say anything creepy. He like notices when the puppet says creepy shit to his friends and like kind of says something about it. And also, he saves Giles' life. So, props to Xander this one fucking episode this one time maybe he's had some emotional growth dude maybe he's seeing a therapist in between the I last so. episodes and now but dude so we get Giles out of the guillotine uh the fucking demon is fully formed as Buffy yeah and he looks like a weird frog like amphibious like mummy <laughs> it was mummy. like a skeletal skeletal demon from the lake like the lake like it was definitely paper mache (laughs) yeah dude they probably just like borrowed it whenever they were talking to the goosebumps people about the dummy they were like what do you have in like lizard costumes i don't know (laughs) and finally um do you guys watch that what we do in the shadows tv show not yet i need to start it yeah you should totally watch it there's this like um old like baron character who's like an old very old ancient vampire and he looks the same dude like i definitely thought like oh shit they must have gotten this from then. <laughs> it's just like papery paper mache like dickless fucking <laughs> demon skin <laughs> we got another dickless character all right so the gang is able to get the dickless demon into the guillotine, <laughs> chop his head off, and they're like patting each other on the back, but Sid rolls through and is like, no, it's not finished yet. And he pulls out his giant knife <laughs> and goes up to the demon's chest with the knife. And, is, and Buffy's like, you know, I can do it. And Sid is like, no, like I have, this is the final one. Like I have to do this. And as he's thrusting the knife into the demon's heart, he just is like, (laughs) (laughs) like, (laughs) slumps over because he's broken the curse, dude. And so now he's free to enter the afterlife. Dude. But then after that, Buffy picks him up and like cradles him. And it definitely made me wonder if he was like really dead. Dude, was this your plan all along? It was just Gross. to, like, get pressed up against Buffy's nubile body. <laughs> um, That, I didn't think about that. He is probably still, I mean, he's probably still alive, but he's going to die eventually. But he's kind of just milking it at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so we have, we have a very shaken up Scooby gang. We have Buffy holding a dummy, a chopped, and, a chopped off headless demon and that's when the curtain rises for the talent show dude and i just feel like who pulled the curtain like (laughs) like someone did that you know it's not like it's on a timer or something and hey the fucking show starts right at six (laughs) yeah dude the show must go on i guess dude they really take it seriously here demon brains or no demon brains or no 
at the end, their little contribution to the talent show, the Scooby Gang, is they recite from the play Oedipus Rex. And Buffy plays Jocasta, which is Oedipus's mother and wife. And Xander <laughs> portrays Oedipus. And Willow plays the priest of Zeus. And yeah, I just felt like this was like a weird, like, do you think Xander totally picked this? (laughs) (laughs) Buffy is my mother wife. (laughs) Dude, for sure. That's definitely his fantasy. Yeah. No, he has this. He has uh, a few copies of this uh, play laying around. Um, in the in the play, when it opens up on all of the like disaster, we get a quick shot to Snyder, who's totally in the audience watching the talent show hates kids, doesn't want to be there, I imagine, but does show up and sits in the talent show and doesn't say anything fucked up. Apparently his no murder um, feelings do not apply to this guillotine that's been used already on something. And his only comment is, is it avant-garde? Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I don't get it. We also don't know why he was skulking around backstage. Yeah, that was literally never touched on at all. Yeah. I think it was just supposed to be a misdirect, like direction-wise of the show. But yeah, there's no explanation. Yeah. So cool. I feel like that was it was an interesting episode because I feel like they touched on more. Like, we got a little bit more of human fears than we would have gotten before. Like, there is a very, there was a very different vibe when the Scooby gang thought that they might be dealing with a human murderer. And when they thought that they might have to grapple with the concept of, like, a human being killing another human being. That was a very different issue for them rather than just a cut and dry demon problem. And then we also are like dealing with um, Morgan having brain cancer, which is like a very scary human, like non-demonic fear that I feel like the Scooby gang just is not learning how to cope with real life like issues that are happening outside of Sunnydale and outside of the Hellmouth. I thought that that was interesting that we got to see a little bit of that. I kind of feel like that at the end of the episode, they were telling us that the puppet was Morgan's dad. And then <laughs> <laughs> after that, like, Oedipus reference, dude. And then I feel like it was, um, dude. So, yeah, I don't want to totally cancel out the, the possibility that the puppet was Morgan's dad. And then One he was just, twist. yeah, he was just there, like, to protect him because he knew that then somebody would be after his brain and then he he didn't do a very good job totally he knew that he had cancer well he was trying and then the teacher took him away right like that's when morgan got killed was when the teacher took the puppet away and so i think that he just like knew that morgan had brain cancer and didn't have much time left and he was like i need to spend time with my son Dude, and that actually adds up because if the puppet is old timey and Morgan is forty five, <laughs> that actually does add up the age difference. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm down. That's what happened. This is it's canon, dad. dude. <laughs> yeah. The puppet is Morgan's dad. We're writing a letter to fucking Joss Whedon, dude, right now, which we should be in general. Yeah, weekly. Joss, where are you at? <laughs> Well, yeah, Fangang, that's the end of our episode today. Join us next week when we dive into the world of nightmares. 
<laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks, Fang Gang. Thanks. This episode was created and recorded by Amanda Kelly, Chris Raff, and Jen Raff. It was edited by Jen Raff. Our theme music is by Daniel Nico and James Bassa. Thanks everyone for listening.